It's the Dogcast, episode number 449. Dogs sweep the East, undefeated in Sanford, and take down the Wildcats of Kentucky in a big win for the whole program. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 449. Me and Old Dog are back in the bunker. Old Dog is not dead. We're back to DEFCON 5, full strength here in the bunker. Old Dog lives. Rumors of his demise were overblown. Old Man, Dog. Call the, call, call the bombers back. Uh, I was actually over on a on a mission, had to abort it, but they had me taking out Kim Jong Un. Oh, wow. uh, you know, so I had to go. I had to go undercover, but I said, "Man, I got to get back for the Kentucky game." So we just couldn't put it together. I hear you, man. I know, you know. There's, I know you're super busy with, you know, all kinds of different, uh, all kinds of different programs for the government, for the bulldogs, for our uh, Operation Overlord, Death from Within. I mean, it's just a, it's just a constant call, <laughs> just a constant uh, demand on your skill set, right? Well, I wish it was. I wish it was something nearly that exciting. But I think basically it just boiled down to some miscommunication between me and you. Yeah, you and the, your your flip phone. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang it on the flip phone. I I think your StarTac no maybe the battery was dead in the StarTac or or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, hey man, undefeated in Sanford Stadium in 2017, and we swept the East. I was going to say, more importantly, just like you wanted to do, swept the East, and hats off to you. You called it in the beginning. Uh, yeah, I think I. I don't. I feel like nobody. I don't. I didn't see anybody talking about sweeping the East in August. You know, we were the only little media outlet, our tiny little media outlet, and uh, called for six and zero, sweep the East, and damn if we didn't do it, buddy. Uh, Six and zero against SEC East, and I'll tell you, you know, people can talk about, oh well, who cares, man? The East is a, a damn disaster, and you know, uh, uh, coaches fired, McElwain and Butch Jones gone, and you know, you can say all that shit, but still, <laughs> sweeping the East is something we've never done before, right? It's some, I mean, you know, it ain't East, brother. No. Uh, and we did it with an average score of forty-one to twelve. Big game for the seniors. Last game in Sanford Stadium. Really, really uh, important emotional moment for those seniors at the beginning of the final game in Sanford Stadium. And, uh, you know, the dogs came out with a plan to try and silence the doubters. Also, before we even get started on the game, Ben Cleveland getting the start. You know, he was practicing with the ones throughout the week. And the speculation was that maybe they were trying to send a message to the rest of the offensive line, but actually they were sending a message to Ben Cleveland. 
you're going to play, son. And uh, he didn't do terrible. He did pretty good. Yeah, no, and they actually said he was close to starting even the week before, that he had gotten some reps with the ones. And, uh, you know, true to form, and I guess I don't know maybe if this is a carryover from the way they did at Alabama or if this is a Sam Pittman thing or, you know, whatever. But, you know, Kirby is certainly true to his word, and he says basically, you know, you compete for your position every week in practice. And, uh, you know, a couple of these guys found on the offensive line found out that was true. Damn right. He's you know, not just they talking got... that. He means it, brother. But what was nice, and it looked like to me it was pretty well a 50-50 split on time. And that's what we need. I mean, it's, you know, we've talked about it before. And, yeah, it's nice to have fresh legs coming in at running back in the third and fourth quarter. But I tell you, it's also nice to have your offensive linemen not not just blown out. It's good to have fresh legs up front, too. Yeah, it really is, especially also on defensive line, too, you know. Um, Because I'm going to tell you, this game, as you know, was kind of a tale of two halves. Kentucky, as we kind of expected, not a pushover. Kentucky only two plays away from being nine and one. You know, they're not a terrible team, and I expected to get a good effort out of them, and we totally did. We did not look super sharp on D in the first half, you know. They were getting a lot of push on their offensive line, and we didn't look very stiff in the middle. Not a great game out of Trent Thompson in the first uh, in the first half. You know, David Marshall, all those guys. We were getting Ledbetter. We were getting we were getting pushed back a pretty good bit in the first half. We didn't give up a ton of points, but we did give up some rushing yards. You know. Well, and you know, and along with that, uh, you know, and hats off to their running back. Uh, you know, we missed a couple tackles, which you know, was something we did in the Auburn game, too. Our tackling has not been as crisp, and that's certainly something we're going to have to brush up on for next week. And, uh, you know, the other thing, you know, not just defensively, but we really didn't start moving at all until Cheney got in his head that it might be a good idea to throw on first down. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, I think we started like nine, you know, nine first downs with a running play. Yep. Yeah, and the, the throws, you know, um, in the first half, you know, Fromm had the pick, which was his, you know, his weekly, his single, uh, and his guaranteed freshman moment, it seems like, you know. He just threw it to the wrong place. I mean, it just yeah. a miscommunication, but he totally just threw it the wrong damn way. And, you know, he had also something we haven't really seen a lot uh, out of Fromm this year. He had some really legit bad throws, like throws in the damn dirt, throws that were 10 yards short, just like short-arming throws into the damn turf, which, uh, you know, he just didn't – after the pick, it took him a little bit longer to get his his moxie back than it has before, you know? Yeah, it was like it took him a little while to get warmed up, I mean, you know. Well, maybe. Maybe because we're running it so much, you know. <laughs> I don't know. But when he did get warmed up, he was throwing it, man. We had that one drive that was pretty much all passing. Fantastic. Hitting wide open guys in stride for the touchdown. Um, the Wims sideline throw was fantastic. Um, I, 
you know, I know it was a question of control. I was really on the I, – I know a lot of people thought that whim sideline catch really was a catch. Man, I was I was really on the fence about it. I mean, I really thought it could have gone either way. I mean, he definitely stopped the ball, but I thought it might have moved a little bit when he hit the ground. I don't know if he – he had his feet down, but I'm not 100% sure he had control. I didn't feel too bad about that that call, but uh, – but, you know, apparently Jake Fromm did because uh, a couple plays later he hit the freaking referee in the head with the ball, which is pretty cool. Knocked <laughs> exactly. His damn, knocked his damn hat off. That was pretty fun. Um, I don't know, man. I was also a little bit uh, – I was a little bit disappointed with our coverage, you know. Um, not so great coverage. Uh, our pass coverage. I mean, I thought our tackling – I thought our open field tackling by the defensive backs was pretty damn fantastic. Coverage. Not so much. It wasn't Malcolm Parrish's best game by any No, means. no. I mean, that one that, I mean, it was a miracle catch that the Kentucky guy made, but it went right through his hands. I know, I man. mean, literally, I thought I thought it was interception for us, and damn if it, you know, and if it ends up being a big gainer for Kentucky. I know. I mean, just, just crazy. But, you know, I mean, and that stuff's going to happen, and it's a whole lot easier for us to feel good about it when you whip them down 40 to 30. <laughs> damn right. I mean, yeah, I'm not exactly complaining. It was awesome. It was pretty much, for me, a perfect day of football. I mean, perfect weather. We had a fantastic tailgate. Old dog, I know you weren't there, but, man. Lee, the lost dog from Arkansas, came out. It was his birthday. We had blue skies and bourbon, and uh, dude, it was it was a really really great tailgate. We had a lot of listeners come out to the tailgate. Had a guy come out, old dog, who has pretty much been listening. He claims to have never missed a show, man. Wow, and I know, been there since the beginning, man. Kyle, man, that's um, that's something neither you or I can claim. <laughs> No, I don't even listen to the damn show that often. But Kyle and, man, those guys, Kyle and TJ came out, and uh, we had some other listeners. Um, we had some old college friends come out. It was a pretty great tailgate, man. And then, fantastic game, you know, sweep the east. Traffic wasn't bad on the way home. Hell, it was just, it was pretty much a perfect day for football. Just, just an ideal game. It really was. It was a great, what, great day. Um, great birthday for Arkansas dogs. Everything was, uh, was fantastic. Great halftime show. I'm telling you this, man. Uh, Dogcast technical support like this. I know you wasn't there and you guys, if you're watching it at home, you don't get to see the halftime show. But the Red Coat Band did a thing, a tribute to the veterans. And I'm telling you now, you guys that were in the stadium, I have never, ever, ever heard the stadium as quiet as it was when the Red Coat Band did the Amazing Grace, uh, God Bless America thing. I'm telling you, old dog, you could have dropped a damn, you could have dropped a bobby pin next to me and I could have heard it hit the concrete, man. Wow. It was quiet in there, brother. I mean, not even like a crying baby or anything. It was silent. It was pretty awesome. Great halftime show. It was, it was just a perfect day of football. Perfect day of yeah. football. Yeah, and I mean, and it, you know, and what a great game it was for the seniors, you know, especially Chubb. Oh, it yeah. was good to see him, and and how cool was it going over a thousand yards on a long touchdown run? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of fitting. And I mean, getting a thousand yards is great, whatever you do. But it was just a little. I, it's got to be a little bit better on something like that rather than you know two yards up the middle. 
sure. I agree, man. Hundred over 150 yards rushing, touchdowns, long runs, short runs. Chubb just doing it all. What a what a great guy. What a great player. What a great dog. He and Sony Bellamy and Carter, all the guys, Sanders and Parrish. Man, we're Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis. Man, I remember when he was a daggum freshman. Man, made the pick. And, you know, he was, like, just hoping to get a scholarship. I mean, dude. And, I mean, how cool is it kind of booked in the seasons? Yeah. First first start, he intercepts against Clemson. Last game on San, last game in Sanford Stadium, intercepts against Kentucky. Just a great You know, I mean, hit. just a and, – and a lot of great plays in between. Baby Fricks. I think it is the end of the Fricks era. That giant stamping machine that's just turning out Fricks babies. Uh, I believe we are finished with the Frickses. Um, I'm not sure, though. They may churn out three or four more Frickses. Who knows, man? Could be a cousin or something. You <laughs> never long, know. Long you snappers. Know, it, but it could be like a, could be like the Colquitts of Tennessee. Who knows, man? But I tell you, it was a damn – it was – it was a perfect season in Sanford Stadium, perfect season in the SEC East, perfect day for football on Saturday, and um, just an all-around great win. We silenced the doubters. Everybody's back on board. We've got two more games to win, and we're in the playoff, old dog, still no, in yeah. charge of our destiny. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, attention turns to Tech. You know, at this point, uh, a lot of prep work on that. You know, we got the master, uh, you know, Paul Johnson over there, self-proclaimed genius with probably the greatest offense ever invented. You know, I think actually, you know, Moses came down with three tablets. Uh, you know, two of them were the Ten Commandments and the third he handed to Paul Johnson. Yeah. And it was the, and it was the wishbone. Yeah. The dive, the pitch. I mean, come on, man. I tell you what, I'm just not. You know, but every year, I mean, they did come to Athens last year and beat us. But, you know, old dog, we've had a lot better luck when we play at the Western Satellite Campus over there, uh, the Western Satellite of the University of Georgia on That's right. Drive. I mean, the, the shithole stadium close to the highway across the street, across the street from uh, – from the varsity, <laughs> real close to the projects and in the hood. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, quite frankly, they haven't beat us in Atlanta this century. Yeah, absolutely. The Western Satellite Campus of the University of Georgia has been very good to the dogs uh, in, in this century. As you said, Paul, I've got bigger fish to fry. Johnson has not beat us there. Um, has he ever beat us there? I mean, the last time no. they beat us there, he wasn't even the coach, right? Right. So he's never had, he's never come out of his damn home locker room with a victory before in this game. So no. uh, we'll we'll see what happens, brother. We'll see what happens. And, you know, big noon kickoff. Leave it to the damn Georgia Tech to saddle us with a noon kickoff. Exactly. I mean, you know, losing losing to Duke. Who would have thought that? Who you were favored by six and a half and can't even stay within twenty of them. Yeah, thanks for that, Georgia Tech. But it was a great weekend for football, old dog, and I'm damn oh, happy that absolutely. we absolutely. You know, we, we got swept the East. We got back on track. Uh, you know, I thought we did, and I think the vast majority of people thought we would, that, you know, wouldn't be a huge hangover from the Auburn game. You know, the Auburn game was what it was. Uh, you know, we got our ass whipped, and, you know, it, all you can do with that situation is get up off the ground and uh, come back and uh, get back up on the horse, and we certainly did. 
And, you know, we did it the way we want to do it. We ran the ball. Uh, when they stopped us, we ran the ball. When they stopped us, we ran the ball, and we kept running the ball until they didn't stop us. And, uh, you know, that third and fourth quarter was unbelievable. I mean, they had no, they had no answer to what we were doing. No, no, it was great. You could really see Cheney's plan kind of come together. And we, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know, man. There's a lot of, sometimes there was a little unrest in the stands. People don't understand Cheney's play calling. You know, I'm telling you, sometimes I don't understand his uh, play calling. But at the end of the day, that dude makes a million dollars a year to call offensive plays, right? And, um, you know, his plan, for the most part, pretty much works. And you could totally see it working in the third and fourth quarter this past weekend. And I was just happy for Michelle and uh, Chubb. How about Dan Bellamy with the tackle on the quarterback? I cannot get enough of that Instagram. That little damn, there's a little video on Instagram where he just, oh, dog, I thought you would appreciate it. He goes full WWE on that dude, man. That, re- that reminded me of the great Alec Ogletree. That's like some kind of shit that Alec Ogletree would do to George Tech players on an annual basis. I'm telling you, the tackle, I thought the Kentucky quarterback, he might just I thought he might just grab the ball and run to the run to the locker room. Maybe he would just be done for it after that tackle. Um <laughs> did, did that not remind you of a wrestling move, dude? Yeah, oh absolutely. It certainly did. I thought his spine just exploded. But uh, anyway, he got up and finished the game, but uh, for whatever you want to call it. But I'm telling you, they weren't too damn prolific on offense after that tackle by Bellamy. It was pretty awesome. No, and and special teams. I mean, again, what a what a turn, you know. Special teams has done, mm. and uh, you know this is, you know, I guess. I mean, we got the kid from Auburn, you know, that came in. Uh, or I say kid. I mean, he's some kind of. I guess he was their special teams coach down there. I think so. And yeah. He's, you know, and he's one of the many the many people we have now. You know, who can't coach but studies film and tells folks what they need to do. But I mean, what a turnaround! And you know, what we were four for six on touchbacks. I think uh, I think Rodrigo uh, Todd is his mentor. You know, for the number of touchbacks. You know, the oldest grad assistant in the world is there. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. coaching him, helping him out. And like I say, all I can say is I hope he flunks his class and he's there next year. <laughs> yeah, and how about Cam? Uh, our punter, Cam Nizelek, man, takes the roughing, gets smacked on the knee, leaves the field under his own power, and comes back to average like 49 yards a punt on on his subsequent two punts after he gets roughed. Um, God, that kid's a good punter, man. He is a really yeah, good punter. Yeah, I mean, and, and I wish hopefully we had him we for are, another year. Hopefully, we're scouring the Ivy League as we speak, <laughs> you know, for another for another graduate transfer punter. That son bitch can punt, brother. He is real, real good. But uh, I tell you, it was just a great, just a great weekend. I mean, no complaints, nothing like no calls from Isaiah's dad. No complaints. It's um, all it's all sunshine and rainbows in Athens right now, buddy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, again, we got tech next week, noon kickoff. Uh, you know, we just need to destroy them. You know, I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about them, uh, you know, here Wednesday or Thursday when we do the show again. But, uh, you know, it's probably our third biggest rival and, uh, we need to, we need to get back to where we can tattoo on our chest again. We run this state. 
And on that sobering note, you guys get ready for the pregame show coming out Wednesday. Call us at 706-363-0210. Email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the web at dogcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at dogcast. We're everywhere you want us to be. Numbers for the show, never been bigger. 100,000-watt flamethrower coming to you from 60 feet under the surface of Sanford Stadium, down in the bunker, covering all the Bulldog news you need to know about. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys coming out to the tailgate, the feedback, the support, and just the general all-around uh, positive vibe. With You guys are the reason we do this show, me and Old Dog. In our 13th season, it's always been about you guys. It's by fans, for fans, nothing but fans. We appreciate you guys. Go dogs. Yeah, this is Dogcast Technical Support standing in his living room looking at a score of 42 to 13 in the middle of the fourth quarter. Not doubting the end of this game, but I do want to say one thing that regardless of what happens the rest of the season, regardless of what happens the rest of the year, hats off to all the seniors especially the ones who came back from Davin Bellamy to Sonny Michelle to Nick Chubb. Hats off to all of them because it was put up or shut up for Georgia. 2017 was, you know, let's feel good. 20, 2016, excuse me, was let's feel good. We got everything turned over. 2017 was put up or shut up for recruits. The recruits are noticing, and it's with the help of these guys. And I know recruiting is not the uh, not the uh, best um, best topic of the show, and that's fine. And and I've been following it tangentially, but let's look at it. Georgia is going to be very good. Hot, bringing some big people, some big running backs, some big boys. Georgia is going to be competing for now and forever. This may not be. Kirby Smart's best team, this will probably be his most important team. Dogcast technical support. Going to enjoy the rest of the game. Over and out. Hey, uh, Ross Cogham, Wisconsin. Eric here. Just want to check in. I was able to see the Wisconsin, see, see the um, Georgia game this afternoon. I watched it on the uh, computer. And I watched it just in the shadows of um, the Michigan-Wisconsin game. Uh, Wisconsin did win that game. Um, they stayed undefeated, and uh, they beat Michigan. I forget what the score was. I think they won by like 14, something like that. But anyway, to the to the dogs, I was watching it to the uh, the dogs play. I did see them play against Kentucky uh, most of the game. And I want to give you guys some uh, some notes real quick. One dog kind of uh, I guess gotta kind of be brief because uh, I do want to want to be on this too. If you do have a couple people on, but um, okay, well, we'll some game notes. Georgia, what they did, Nick Chubb had a. Um, Looks like he struggled on, on one run in the first half, but you can kind of see whether, you know, that Kentucky was kind of playing starty, but he, um, he kind of looked like he was going to get stopped behind line of scrimmage and he's kind of a run that kind of went to the left side. But he struggled to get like maybe about, uh, four, uh, three, four yards, um, along the sideline. So the notes that I took down him on, along the first half was, uh, that Jordan had a, Jordan had a, a, a driving play for that, uh, was 12 plays, I guess, 75 yards. That was a key play in, in the first half. They made it, I think, a 7-3 dog, um, Kentucky on the next drive had a long pass. Remember that guy that, that, that receiver they had that's really skinny? 
that's kind of something you can tell too. Sometimes a receiver that, that, that's that's kind of you gotta you gotta win against a team like that. That's that's one thing that stood out. The guy with the braids, you know, and the um, and kind of the uh, the uh, Rasta hair, Jamaican hair a little bit though. But anyway, uh, he, he made that long catch where it should should have probably been intercepted or at least deflected by that, that Georgia defensive back. Remember that one where the, where the guy caught the ball and pulled him out? Look for I thought for sure that ball was going to be dropped or, or intercepted. Because he caught the ball, they ended up settling for a, a field goal and, and on that drive. Quickly, a couple other things. Um, um, let's see that um, the touchdown pass that to put the Flames, I think, that made it uh, 14-6. Well, um, a couple of um, those kind of problems I see from him is that it seems like he uh, he's kind of stiff. You know, he's a good runner. He's a stout guy because he's kind of big. You know, when he runs, it's tough to kind of bring him down. But his motion is really stiff. I can see, you know, I can, I, I can kind of see where it's easy to, um, you know, I think uh, against a tougher opponent, more scheming defense, he's going to have to, like, you know, uh, sort of disguise where he's going with the football. He has kind of a, a slow and uh, deliberate motion. But um, he was effective. He, he, he has been effective, so that, that's a good thing. With, you know, and um, But when he, when he is inaccurate, he, he's very inaccurate, like a ball going to the dirt. Another thing, um, quickly, just um, let's see. I didn't think to watch the whole game, but uh, I think that again, Georgia was up by a lot uh, towards the end of the um, beginning of the second half. I didn't watch much past that. But Bulldogs, good game. Um, again, uh, what else I want to say quickly? I guess that's it. Hey guys, Steve from Savannah here again this weekend. Um, hey, um, good game against Kentucky yesterday. Um, we continue to do the things that we have failed so miserably at uh, in, the, in the last many years, which was uh, beat teams like we're supposed to beat teams. Uh, it's a big difference again this year uh, versus the past years. Uh, we don't let anybody hang around. Uh, we beat them like we're supposed to. I can honestly say I think we are a good football team, and that's something I don't say lightly. Uh, so we haven't been, and, but we are a good football team. And uh, I don't think we're a great one yet. Uh, personally, I think we may be a little bit ahead of schedule where I thought we'd be. Um, you know, going 10-1, and one, going into the final game of the season. Um, I think we've had a pretty friendly schedule. Uh, the East is down, as we all know. Uh, really, the first big test that we had was Auburn, uh, playing in that environment in front of those people. Uh, a really, really good football team, and we know how that turned out. So we'll see. Uh, we're going to play them again. Um, I don't think Georgia Tech is going to slip up on us. I don't think we got a coaching staff that's going to allow that to happen. So I anticipate beating Georgia Tech, seeing Auburn in the SEC championship game. And uh, I'm not going to say we'll beat them, but it will not be the same game uh, that we played a couple of weeks ago. And uh, if we can't beat Auburn, then you know what? We probably don't deserve to go to the uh, playoff, and that's fine. But uh, it's time to step up and see if we can win some big games. Uh, it'll be more of a neutral site. Um, so so we'll see. But uh, still going in the right direction. Got the ship headed the right way. So uh, we might have to have a little patience, but uh, we'll get there. Go, dogs. Go, dogs.